Section 42 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Betsy Bush in Marquette, Michigan, January 2009. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes, Chapter 19, Part 3. Veal Olive Pie, Cold Meat Cookery, Number 895. Ingredients. A few thin slices of cold fillet of veal, a few thin slices of bacon, force meat, number 417, a cupful of gravy, four tablespoons of cream, puff crust. Mode. Cut thin slices from a fillet of veal, place on them thin slices of bacon, and over them a layer of forcemeat, made by recipe number 417, with an additional seasoning of shallot and cayenne. Roll them tightly, and fill up a pie dish with them. Add the gravy and cream, cover with a puff crust, and bake from one to one and a half hour. Should the pie be very large, allow two hours. The pieces of rolled veal should be about three inches in length, and about three inches round. Time. Moderate pie, one to one and a half hour. Seasonable from March to October. Fried patties. Cold meat cookery. Number 896. Ingredients. Cold roast veal. A few slices of cold ham. One egg boiled hard. Pounded mace, pepper, and salt to taste gravy, cream, one teaspoonful of minced lemon peel, good puff paste. Mode. Mince a little cold veal and ham, allowing one-third ham to two-thirds veal. Add an egg, boiled hard and chopped, and a seasoning of pounded mace, salt, pepper, and lemon peel. Moisten with a little gravy and cream. Make a good puff paste. Roll rather thin, and cut it into round or square pieces. Put the mince between two of them, pinch the edges to keep in the gravy, and fry a light brown. They may be also baked in patty pans. In that case, they should be brushed over with the yolk of an egg before they are put in the oven. To make a variety, oysters may be substituted for the ham. Time. Fifteen minutes to fry the patties. Seasonable from March to October. Veal Pie Number 897 Ingredients Two pounds of veal cutlets One or two slices of lean bacon or ham Salt and pepper to taste Two tablespoonfuls of minced savory herbs Two blades of pounded mace Crust One teacupful of gravy Mode. Cut the cutlets into square pieces, and season them with salt, pepper, and pounded mace. Put them in a pie dish with the savory herbs sprinkled over, and one or two slices of lean bacon or ham placed at the top. If possible, this should be previously cooked, as undressed bacon makes the veal red and spoils its appearance. Pour in a little water, cover with crust, Ornament it in any way that is approved. 
Brush it over with the yolk of an egg and bake in a well-heated oven for about one and a half hour. Pour in a good gravy after baking, which is done by removing the top ornament and replacing it after the gravy is added. Time. About one and a half hour. Average cost, two shillings, six pence. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable from March to October. A very veal dinner. At a dinner given by Lord Polkemet, a Scotch nobleman and judge, his guests saw, when the covers were removed, that the fare consisted of veal broth, a roasted fillet of veal, veal cutlets, a veal pie, a calf's head, and calf's foot jelly. The judge, observing the surprise of his guests, volunteered an explanation. "'Oh, eh, it's a calf. When we kill a beast, we just eat up a side and down the tither.'" Veal and Ham Pie Number 898 Ingredients Two pounds of veal cutlets Half pound of boiled ham Two tablespoonfuls of minced savory herbs one quarter teaspoonful of grated nutmeg, two blades of pounded mace, pepper and salt to taste, a strip of lemon peel finely minced, the yolks of two hard-boiled eggs, half a pint of water, nearly half a pint of good strong gravy, puff crust. Mode. Cut the veal into nice square pieces and put a layer of them at the bottom of a pie dish. Sprinkle over them a portion of the herbs, spices, seasoning, lemon peel, and the yolks of the eggs cut in slices. Cut the ham very thin, and put a layer of this in. Proceed in this manner until the dish is full, so arranging it that the ham comes out at the top. Lay a puff paste on the edge of the dish, and pour in about half a pint of water. Cover with crust, ornament it with leaves, brush it over with the yolk of an egg, and bake in a well-heated oven for one to one and a half hour, or longer, should the pie be very large. When it is taken out of the oven, pour in at the top, through a funnel, nearly half a pint of strong gravy. This should be made sufficiently good that, when cold, it may cut in a firm jelly. This pie may be very much enriched by adding a few mushrooms, oysters, or sweetbreads but it will be found very good without any of the last-named additions. Time, one and a half hour or longer, should the pie be very large. Average cost, three shilling. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable from March to October. Potted veal for breakfast. Number 899. Ingredients. To every pound of veal allow quarter pound of ham, cayenne and pounded mace to taste, six ounces of fresh butter, clarified butter. Mode. Mince the veal and ham together as finely as possible, and pound well in a mortar with cayenne, pounded mace, and fresh butter in the above proportion. When reduced to a perfectly smooth paste, press it into potting pots and cover with clarified butter. If kept in a cool place, it will remain good some days. Seasonable from March to October. Names of calves, etc. 
During the time the young male calf is suckled by his mother, he is called a bull or ox calf. When turned a year old, he is called a stirk, stot, or yearling. On the completion of his second year, he is called a two-year-old bull or steer, and in some counties a twinter. Then a three-year-old steer, and at four, an ox or a bullock, which latter names are retained till death. It may be here remarked that the term ox is used as a general or common appellation for neat cattle, in a specific sense, and irrespective of sex, as the British ox, the Indian ox. The female is termed cow, but while suckling the mother, a cow-calf at the age of a year, she is called a yearling quee. In another year, a heifer or twinter. Then, a three-year-old quee or twinter. And, at four years old, a cow. Other names to be regarded as provincialisms may exist in different districts. Ragu of cold veal. Cold meat cookery. Number 900. Ingredients. The remains of cold veal. One ounce of butter. Half pint of gravy. Thickening of butter and flour. Pepper and salt to taste. One blade of pounded mace. One tablespoonful of mushroom ketchup. One tablespoonful of sherry. One dessert spoonful of lemon juice. Force meat balls. Mode. Any part of veal will make this dish. Cut the meat into nice-looking pieces. Put them in a stew pan with one ounce of butter and fry a light brown. Add the gravy. Hot water may be substituted for this. Thicken with a little butter and flour. And stew gently about quarter hour. Season with pepper, salt, and pounded mace. Add the ketchup, sherry, and lemon juice. Give one boil and serve. Garnish the dish with forcemeat balls and fried rashers of bacon. Time. Altogether, half hour. Average cost, exclusive of the cold meat, sixpence. Seasonable from March to October. Note. The above recipe may be varied by adding vegetables such as peas, cucumbers, lettuces, green onions cut in slices, a dozen or two of green gooseberries, not seedy, all of which should be fried a little with the meat and then stewed in the gravy. Veal Rissoles Cold Meat Cookery Number 901 Ingredients A few slices of cold roast veal a few slices of ham or bacon, one tablespoonful of minced parsley, one tablespoonful of minced savory herbs, one blade of pounded mace, a very little grated nutmeg, cayenne and salt to taste, two eggs well beaten, bread crumbs. Mode. Mince the veal very finely with a little ham or bacon. Add the parsley, herbs, spices and seasoning. Mix into a paste with an egg. Form into balls or cones. Brush these over with egg. Sprinkle with bread crumbs. And fry a rich brown. Serve with brown gravy. And garnish the dish with fried parsley. Time. About ten minutes to fry the rissoles. Seasonable from March to October. Veal Rolls. 
Cold Meat Cookery. Number 902. Ingredients. The remains of a cold fillet of veal, egg and bread crumbs, a few slices of fat bacon, forcemeat number 417. Mode. Cut a few slices from a cold fillet of veal, half inch thick. Rub them over with egg. Lay a thin slice of fat bacon over each piece of veal. Brush these with the egg, and over this spread the forcemeat thinly. Roll up each piece tightly. Egg and bread crumb them, and fry them a rich brown. Serve with a mushroom sauce or brown gravy. Time. 10 to 15 minutes to fry the rolls. Seasonable from March to October. Shoulder of veal stuffed and stewed. Number 903. Ingredients. A shoulder of veal a few slices of ham or bacon, forcemeat number 417, three carrots, two onions, salt and pepper to taste, a faggot of savory herbs, three blades of pounded mace, water, thickening of butter and flour. Mode. Bone the joint by carefully detaching the meat from the blade bone on one side, and then on the other, being particular not to pierce the skin. Then cut the bone from the knuckle and take it out. Fill the cavity whence the bone was taken with a forcemeat made by recipe number 417. Roll and bind the veal up tightly. Put it into a stew pan with the carrots, onions, seasoning, herbs, and mace. Pour in just sufficient water to cover it and let it stew, very gently, for about five hours. Before taking it up, Try if it is properly done by thrusting a larding needle in it. If it penetrates easily, it is sufficiently cooked. Strain and skim the gravy. Thicken with butter and flour. Give one boil and pour it round the meat. A few young carrots may be boiled and placed round the dish as a garnish, and when in season, green peas should always be served with this dish. Time, five hours. Average cost, Seven pence per pound. Sufficient for eight or nine persons. Seasonable from March to October. The fattening of calves. The fattening of calves for the market is an important business in Lanarkshire or Clydesdale, and numbers of newly dropped calves are regularly carried there from the farmers of the adjacent districts in order to be prepared for the butcher. The mode of feeding them is very simple. Milk is the chief article of their diet, and of this the calves require a sufficient supply from first to last. Added to this, they must be kept in a well-aired place, neither too hot nor too cold, and freely supplied with dry litter. It is usual to exclude the light, at all events to a great degree, and to put within their reach a lump of chalk, which they are very fond of licking. Thus fed, Calves at the end of eight or nine weeks often attain a very large size, viz. 18 to 20 stone, exclusive of the offal. Far heavier weights have occurred, and without this deterioration in the delicacy and richness of the flesh. This mode of feeding upon milk alone at first appears to be very expensive, but it is not so, when all things are taken into consideration. For at the age of nine or ten weeks, a calf, originally purchased for eight shillings, 
will realize nearly the same number of pounds. For four or even six weeks, the milk of one cow is sufficient. Indeed, half that quantity is enough for the first fortnight. But after the fifth or sixth week, it will consume the greater portion of the milk of two moderate cows. But then it requires neither oil cake nor linseed, nor any other food. Usually, however, the calves are not kept beyond the age of six weeks, and will then sell for five or six pounds each. The milk of the cow is then ready for a successor. In this manner, a relay of calves may be prepared for the markets from early spring to the end of summer, a plan more advantageous than that of overfeeding one to a useless degree of corpulency. Veal Sausages Number 904 Ingredients Equal quantities of fat bacon and lean veal. To every pound of meat, allow one teaspoonful of minced sage, salt and pepper to taste. Mode. Chop the meat and bacon finely, and to every pound, allow the above proportion of very finely minced sage. Add a seasoning of pepper and salt. Mix the whole well together. Make it into flat cakes and fry a nice brown. Seasonable from March to October. Stewed veal with peas, young carrots, and new potatoes. Number 905. Ingredients. 3 or 4 pounds of the loin or neck of veal, 15 young carrots, a few green onions, 1 pint of green peas, 12 new potatoes, a bunch of savory herbs, pepper and salt to taste, 1 tablespoonful of lemon juice, 2 tablespoonfuls of tomato sauce, 2 tablespoonfuls of mushroom ketchup. Mode. Dredge the meat with flour, and roast or bake it about three-quarters an hour. It should acquire a nice brown color. Put the meat into a saucepan with carrots, onions, potatoes, herbs, pepper, and salt. Pour over it sufficient boiling water to cover it, and stew gently for two hours. Take out the meat and herbs, put it in a deep dish. Skim off all the fat from the gravy, and flavor it with lemon juice, tomato sauce, and mushroom ketchup in the above proportion. Have ready a pint of green peas boiled, put them with the meat, pour over it the gravy, and serve. The dish may be garnished with a few force meatballs. The meat, when preferred, may be cut into chops, and floured and fried instead of being roasted, and any part of veal dressed in this way will be found extremely savory and good. Time, three hours. Average cost. Nine pence per pound. Sufficient for six or seven persons. Seasonable with peas from June to August. Baked sweetbreads and entree. Number 906. Ingredients. Three sweetbreads. Egg and breadcrumbs. Oiled butter. Three slices of toast. Brown gravy. Mode. Choose large white sweetbreads. Put them into warm water to draw off the blood and to improve their color. Let them remain for rather more than one hour. Then put them into boiling water and allow them to simmer for about ten minutes, which renders them firm. Take them up, drain them, brush over with egg, sprinkle with bread crumbs, 
dip them in egg again, and then into more bread crumbs. Drop on them a little oiled butter, and put the sweet breads into a moderately heated oven, and let them bake for nearly three-quarter hour. Make three pieces of toast, place the sweet breads on the toast, and pour round, but not over them, a good brown gravy. Time. To soak one hour. To be boiled ten minutes. Baked forty minutes. Average cost. One shilling to five shillings. Sufficient for an entree. Seasonable in full season from May to August. Fried sweetbreads a la maitre d'hôtel. An entree. Number 907. Ingredients. Three sweetbreads. Egg and bread crumbs. Quarter pound of butter. Salt and pepper to taste. Rather more than half pint of maitre d'hôtel sauce. Number 466. Mode. Soak the sweetbreads in warm water for an hour. Then boil them for ten minutes. Cut them in slices. Egg and bread crumb them. Season with pepper and salt. And put them into a frying pan with the above proportion of butter. Keep turning them until done, which will be in about ten minutes. Dish them and pour over them a maitre d'hôtel sauce, made by recipe number 466. The dish may be garnished with slices of cut lemon. Time. To soak one hour. To be broiled ten minutes. To be fried about ten minutes. Average cost. One shilling to five shillings, according to the season. Sufficient for an entree. Seasonable in full season from May to August. Note. The egg and bread crumb may be omitted, and the slices of sweetbread dredged with a little flour instead, and a good gravy may be substituted for the maitre d'hôtel sauce. This is a very simple method of dressing them. Stewed sweetbreads. An entree. Number 908. Ingredients. Three sweetbreads. One pint of white stock. Number 107. Thickening of butter and flour, six tablespoons of cream, one tablespoonful of lemon juice, one blade of pounded mace, white pepper, and salt to taste. Mode. Soak the sweetbreads in warm water for one hour and boil them for ten minutes. Take them out, put them into cold water for a few minutes. Lay them in a stew pan with the stock and simmer them gently for rather more than half hour. Dish them, thicken the gravy with a little butter and flour, let it boil up, add the remaining ingredients, allow the sauce to get quite hot but not boil, and pour it over the sweetbreads. Time. To soak one hour. To be boiled ten minutes. Stewed rather more than half hour. Average cost. From one shilling to five shillings according to the season. Sufficient for an entree. Seasonable in full season from May to August. Note. A few mushrooms added to this dish and stewed with the sweetbreads will be found an improvement. Season and choice of veal. Veal, like all other meats, has its season of plenty. The best veal and the largest supply are to be had from March to the end of July. It comes principally from the western counties and is generally of the Alderney breed. In purchasing veal, its whiteness and fineness of grain should be considered, the color being especially of the utmost consequence. 
Veal may be bought at all times of the year and of excellent quality, but is generally very dear except in the months of plenty. Stewed Tendrons de Vieux An Entree Number 909 Ingredients The gristles from two breasts of veal Stock number 107 One faggot of savory herbs Two blades of pounded mace Four cloves Two carrots Two onions A strip of lemon peel Mode The tendrons, or gristles, which are found round the front of the breast of veal, are now very frequently served as an entree, and when well dressed, make a nice and favorite dish. Detach the gristles from the bone, and cut them neatly out, so as not to spoil the joint for roasting or stewing. Put them into a stewpan with sufficient stock number 107 to cover them. Add the herbs, mace, cloves, carrots, onions, and lemon, and simmer these for nearly or quite four hours. They should be stewed until a fork will enter the meat easily. Take them up, drain them, strain the gravy, boil it down to a glaze, with which glaze the meat. Dish the tendrons in a circle, with croutons fried of a nice color placed between each, and put mushroom sauce or a puree of green peas or tomatoes in the middle. Time, four hours, sufficient for one entree. Seasonable, with peas, from June to August. Cowpox or variola. It is to Dr. Jenner of Berkeley, Glockershire, who died in 1823, that we owe the practice of vaccination as a preservative from the attack of that destructive scourge of the human race, the smallpox. The experiments of this philosophic man were begun in 1797 and published the next year. He had observed that cows were subject to a certain infectious eruption of the teats, and that those persons who became affected by it while milking the cattle escaped the smallpox raging around them. This fact, known to farmers from time immemorial, led him to a course of experiments, the result of which all are acquainted with. Tendrons de Vieux, an entree. Number 910. Ingredients. The gristles from two breasts of veal. Stock number 107. One faggot of savory herbs, one blade of pounded mace, four cloves, two carrots, two onions, a strip of lemon peel, egg and bread crumbs, two tablespoonfuls of chopped mushrooms, salt and pepper to taste, two tablespoonfuls of sherry, the yolk of one egg, three tablespoons of cream. Mode. After removing the gristles from the breast of veal, stew them for four hours, as in the preceding recipe, with stock, herbs, mace, cloves, carrots, onions, and lemon peel. When perfectly tender, lift them out and remove any bones or hard parts remaining. Put them between two dishes with a weight on the top, and when cold, cut them into slices. Brush them over with egg, sprinkle with breadcrumbs, and fry a pale brown. Take half pint of the gravy they were boiled in, add two tablespoonfuls of chopped mushrooms, a seasoning of salt and pepper, the sherry, and the yolk of an egg beaten with three tablespoonfuls of cream. Stir the sauce over the fire until it thickens. When it is on the point of boiling, dish the tendrons in a circle, and pour the sauce in the middle. Tendrons are dressed in a variety of ways, with sauce a la spaniole, 
vegetables of all kinds. When they are served with a puree, they should always be glazed. Time, four and a half hours. Average cost, usually bought with breast of veal. Sufficient for an entree. Seasonable from March to October. Tête de vieux en tortue, an entree. Number 911. Ingredients. Half a calf's head, or the remains of a cold-boiled one. Rather more than one pint of good white stock. Number 107. One glass of sherry or Madeira. Cayenne and salt to taste. About twelve mushroom buttons when obtainable. Six hard-boiled eggs. Four jerkins. Eight quenelles or forcemeat balls. Number 422 or 423. Twelve crayfish. Twelve croutons. Mode. Half a calf's head is sufficient to make a good entree, and if there are any remains of a cold one left from the preceding day, it will answer very well for this dish. After boiling the head until tender, remove the bones and cut the meat into neat pieces. Put the stock into a stew pan, add the wine and a seasoning of salt and cayenne. Fry the mushrooms in butter for two or three minutes and add these to the gravy. Boil this quickly until somewhat reduced, then put in the yolks of the hard-boiled eggs whole, the whites cut in small pieces, and the jerkins chopped. Have ready a few veal quenelles, made by recipe number 422 or 423. Add these with the slices of head to the other ingredients, and let the whole get thoroughly hot, without boiling. Arrange the pieces of head as high in the center of the dish as possible. Pour over them the ragout, and garnish with the crayfish and croutons placed alternately. A little of the gravy should also be served in a tureen. Time. About half hour to reduce the stock. Sufficient for six or seven persons. Average cost, exclusive of the calf's head, two shilling, nine pounds. Seasonable from March to October. A Frenchman's Opinion of Veal a great authority in his native Paris tells us that veal as a meat is but little nourishing, is relaxing, and sufficiently difficult of digestion. Lending itself as it does, he says, to all the flowery imagery of the French tongue and manner, to so many metaphors, it may be called without exaggeration the chameleon of the kitchen. Who has not eaten calf's head au naturel? simply boiled with the skin on, its flavor heightened by sauce, just a little sharp. It is a dish as wholesome as it is agreeable, and one that the most inexperienced cook may serve with success. Calves feet a la poulet, au gratin, fried, etc. Les cervelles served in the same manner, and under the same names, sweetbreads en fricadieu, piquet en fin. All these offer most satisfactory entrees, which the art of the cook, more or less, varies for the gratification of his glory and the well-being of our appetites. We have not spoken in the above catalogue either of the liver, or of the phrase, or of the ears, which also share the honour of appearing at our tables. Where is the man not acquainted with calf's liver a la bourgeois, the most frequent and convenient dish at unpretentious tables? The phrase, cooked in water and eaten with vinegar, is a wholesome and agreeable dish, and contains a mucilage well adapted for delicate persons. 
Calves' ears have, in common with the feet and cervelles, the advantage of being able to be eaten either fried or a la poulet, and besides can be made into a farce, with the addition of peas, onions, cheese, etc. Neither is it confined to the calf's tongue, or even the eyes, that these shall dispute alone the glory of awakening the taste of man. Thus the frisure, which, as is known, comprises the heart, the mieux, and the rate, although not a very rechare dish, lends itself to all the caprices of an expert artist, and may, under various marvellous disguises, deceive and please, and even awake our appetite. Verily, we might say, after this rhapsody of our neighbour, that his country's veal will not suffer in him as an able and eloquent exponent and admirer. Veal Carving Breast of Veal Number 912 The carving of a breast of veal is not dissimilar to that of a forequarter of lamb, when the shoulders have been taken off. The breast of veal consists of two parts, the rib bones and the grizzly brisket. These two parts should first be separated by sharply passing the knife in the direction of the lines, one, two. When they are entirely divided, the rib bones should be carved in the direction of the lines, one to two. When they are entirely divided, the rib bones should be carved in the direction of the lines, five to six, and the brisket can be helped by cutting pieces in the direction, three to four. The carver should ask the guests whether they have a preference for the brisket or ribs, and if there be a sweetbread served with the dish, as it often is with roast breast of veal, each person should receive a piece. Calf's Head Number 913 This is not altogether the most easy-looking dish to cut when it is put before a carver for the first time. There is not much real difficulty in the operation. However, when the head has been attentively examined, and after the manner of a phrenologist, you get to know its bumps, good and bad. In the first place, inserting the knife quite down to the bone, cut slices in the direction of the line one to two. With each of these should be helped a piece of what is called the throat sweetbread, cut in the direction of from three to four. The eye and the flesh round are favorite morsels with many, and should be given to those at the table who are known to be the greatest connoisseurs. The jawbone being removed, there will then be found some nice lean, and the palate, which is reckoned by some a titbit, lies under the head. On a separate dish there is always served the tongue and brains, and each guest should be asked to take some of these. Filet of Veal The carving of this joint is similar to that of a round of beef. Slices, not too thick, in the direction of the line one to two are cut, and the only point to be careful about is that the veal be evenly carved. Between the flap and the meat the stuffing is inserted, and a small portion of this should be served to every guest. The persons whom the host wishes most to honor should be asked if they like the delicious brown outside slice, as this, by many, is exceedingly relished. Knuckle of Veal Number 915 The engraving showing the dotted line from one to two sufficiently indicates the direction which should be given to the knife in carving this dish. The best slices are those from the thickest part of the knuckle, that is, outside the line one to two. Loin of veal, number 916. As is the case with a loin of mutton, the careful jointing of a loin of veal is more than half the battle in carving it. If the butcher be negligent in this manner, 
he should be admonished, for there is nothing more annoying or irritating to an inexperienced carver than to be obliged to turn his knife in all directions to find the exact place where it should be inserted in order to divide the bones. When the jointing is properly performed, there is little difficulty in carrying the knife down in the direction of the line one to two. To each guest should be given a piece of the kidney and kidney fat, which lie underneath, and are considered great delicacies. End of section 42